Washed up, boy. Washed up, ladies and gents. Welcome back to another episode of 407 Legends. So our guest tonight really did it all. He could score you a touchdown any way you want it during the fall. He could get you a triple-double in the winter, and he could win you a whole track meet in the spring. And hell, he might even sell you the popcorn while you watch him do all that. <laughs> Welcome to the show, former class of 2007 Colonial High School super athlete, Kevin Elliott. Kevin, what's good with you, bro? Not much, man. I appreciate y'all boys having me on, man. It's an honor. No doubt, man. The pleasure's all ours, dog. For real. For real, for real. <laughs> we first want to just say, man, thanks for taking the time to come on the show and bless us. Um, so yeah, no problem. Let's dig into your playing career a little bit, man. I, I see your parents, you know, were in the military. So growing up, um, what type of influence did, a, uh, did that culture have on you? Oh, man. It, it immediately instilled, you know, discipline mm-hmm. and... Um, and routine, yeah. um, yes, sir, no, sir, you know, mm-hmm. just those little things, you know, that they really carried me along. And uh, especially once I left the house, you know, it, I could see why they did what they did. And yeah. I could see how, it, you know, it kind of benefited me, you know, in the transitions as I kept getting older. Right. What are some of the places you guys, like, lived at? Man, yeah. so I was born in uh, Fort Bragg, North Carolina, Fayetteville. Okay, Fayetteville. Okay. okay. <laughs> yes, sir. And then um, we moved to Germany, right. and then I moved to Chicago, then we moved to Colorado, then Texas, and then I've been in Florida for 24 years now. Okay, then. So your family settled in Orlando. You attend Colonial High School, and you have a good football career, good basketball career, but when it comes to that jumping, you're different, bro. What? <laughs> you win you win state and the high jump, the long jump your senior year, and all the big dogs are recruiting you for track. And you know, there's even talk that, you know, with the proper training and stuff like that it could be possible Olympics one day. What was it about football that you couldn't let go to fo- focus solely on track? Man, so track track really came around. Um I just wanted to do it so I could stay in shape for football. Uh, if you want me to be honest. Okay. So, um, but I actually got blessed to get around Coach Hughes, Coach Placencia, and Miss Clean Scales. That was my high jump coach. Uh-huh. And um, you know, they they actually pushed me to the point to where I was actually really pretty good at it. So mm-hmm. I just continued to pursue it. Um, but nothing was going to overtake football, man. I, I'm just okay. I'm a physical guy. I'm a yeah. physical guy. It's a that's the perfect game for me. So right. you know, tra- track was kind of like a you know kind of I just stumbled upon being good at track. Dang, bro, blessings. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need them genetics. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, during your time there, Colonial wasn't really known as a football powerhouse. Did you ever think about transferring to a school with a stronger football program to kind of up your recruiting? Because you know, you had all the tools of a big time prospect. Yeah. No, I actually didn't, man. You know, I was always, um, you know, I've always moved around, so okay. I was always used to. Um, wanted to bring that school that nobody talks about into the light, uh, you know? Yeah. So that, so Colonial felt perfect. Uh, I mean, I actually, if you want me to go back, yeah. I actually got into the International Baccarat uh, program at Boone my freshman year. Oh, okay. Oh, Man. Would have been playing at Boone, <laughs> yeah. So I ended up, I ended up not having good grades there. And my mom taught me that my first lesson, she took football away from me. Oh. And then... I ended up failing anyway, so I had to go back to my home school, which is why I only played my sophomore year throughout Colonial. Oh, I got you. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So, you know, once I got to Colonial, I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make this work. I, yeah. um, I actually I looked at the wall where the Hall of Fame guys, and I told Dr. Mitchell I'm going to end up being up there one day. My man. And, you know, and that was my goal. So, you know, I just stuck with it. Yeah. And, you know, you did have a good big impact on Colonial. Cause, I mean, if you look at the win totals, you guys definitely, you know, improve every year you know you guys end up end up 500 your senior year so 
Mm-hmm. That was a big improvement for y'all. Um, it's kind of going back to track. What type of training was that? You know, that came with the high jump and the long jump. Because to me, it just seemed like something that you either have or you don't. Like, what type mm-hmm. of work they all had to put in for that? Man, tedious work, man. Really small details, especially when it comes to high jump. Okay. Um, Miss Clean Scales had me doing my approach, which is when I'm leading up to my jump. Mm-hmm. At least a thousand times, oh, at least yeah. over a thousand times. So it's like muscle memory at that point, right? And then, um, and then the back bend at the top and the snap to follow through. You know, yeah. so she broke, she, she kind of broke it up. You know, it made it easy for me. And then I just put it all together. You know, when the track meets came, right. and then Coach Hughes, man, he's a guru in himself. Um, and he just he has a way of you know seeing what your weakness is and. And making a drill out of nowhere to exploit that weakness and make it a strength. Right. And, you know, I felt like he worked on my explosion when it came to the other events. And, um, you know, that's pretty much how it went because, you know, Coach P's going to run the hell out of you. That's what he does. You're going to be in shape, huh? <laughs> yeah, you're going to be in shape with Coach P. But the other coach, you know, they did a great job, you know, handling their individual uh, events. Okay. No, that's that's dope, man. So let's kind of move on to your college career. Uh, tell us about your recruiting process in both track and football, and then tell us why you ultimately decided on FAMU. Yeah, so um, I, I pretty much could have went anywhere in the mm-hmm. country for track. Yeah. Um, I ended up number one in the state in high jump my senior year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, ultimately, like I said, football is my sport. So, yeah. Um, I had a few offers, NIU, Illinois State, Hofstra, but, you know, FAMU, FAMU, first of all, was in Florida. Yeah, and the then crib. I did my research, and I'm like, oh, it's a historically black college. Right. Okay. And then they said I could run foot, I could play football and run track. Oh, so okay. So was that one of the few option. schools that gave you the yeah. option to do both? Okay. Yeah, that was a few schools. that, And then once they sent me up on a visit, it was over with. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to go on no more visits, man. What a paper. <laughs> lock it down, huh? Yeah, lock it down. Hey, yeah. now, I, I, I was going to ask you, too, like, speaking of, you know, just that area, I'm a big food guy, Kevin. So, mm-hmm. like, what's the restaurant or what's the place to go to in that area? Man, if you want breakfast... Uh, if you want breakfast, you got to go to Miss O'Lean's. Okay. Okay. Get the Obama special. <laughs> Ooh, I, I know mean, that got to be fine. And, 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 they got, and they got a special juice. Whatever the special juice is of the day, you got to get that with it, okay? Uh, get the special juice. All right. Miss O'Lean's. Yeah, Miss O'Lean's. Listen, she's legendary. She's been there for a long time. She, it feels like a family environment when you walk in there, and it tastes just like it. Uh, you know, them, them Sunday mornings when, when when you wake up and smell that bacon on Sunday. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it is. Yes, uh, sir. <laughs> so you kind of hinted at, you know, fam, you've been at HBCU, um, and that seemed like it had an impact on your decision. Um, just kind of talk to us about, you know, the whole campus life, the college life that first year, um, and just how that was for you. Man, it was wild, man, because uh, Colonial is pretty much a dominant Hispanic school. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I stepped in that fam, and I've never seen so many black people in one area right. from, di- nice. from different places all around the country. Yeah. Nice. So, you know, from the day I stepped on there, man, I still got a group chat with all the guys I came in with. Oh, from man, the that's we start. We talk to this day. So that's the biggest thing, fam. You gave me was a uh, group of brothers, you know, yeah. that I could talk to. And I found my wife at FAMU too, as well. Oh, damn, there that's dope, man. So you know, um, just the experience, man. I tell everybody, fam, the HBCU is an experience. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a everybody. It's crazy how everybody's connected, but we're not even from the same state, not yeah. from the same family. Right. And that's what it feels like. It's like a big cookout every day. <laughs> that's so dope, man. You know, so it was amazing, man. That was the best yeah. decision I could have made. Yeah. No, that's and awesome. Just, and I was going to ask this, like, what is just campus life like? I mean, and I mean, like, you know, the, the homecomings and, mm-hmm. like, the, the dances and stuff like that. You know, those urban legends we hear about. Is, is it everything mm-hmm. cracked up to be? Everything, everything. Listen, first of all, I don't, I can't speak for other schools, but if you go to fam, it's a fashion, it's a fashion, <laughs> a fashion shoot every day. Every you better, day, better come fresh. Yeah, 
the, hey. the women the women to men ratio is seventeen to one. Oh man. Yeah, they were they were make it an all women's school before they make before they shut fam down. Yeah. So wow. you know, every day's a fashion show, bro. And then you know, Fridays we got the DJ on the set. You know, right. DJ you, you might be walking past the DJ and hear music and decide not to go to class. And next, you know, <laughs> everybody's on the side not to go to class. So it's just, you know, the culture is real, bro. The culture is real. Yeah. We was we was blessed enough to, you know, have a great football team and the band was still rocking. You know? Oh, so yeah. Can't forget it was a great them. time. Great time to be there. A great time to be there. Yeah, man. Now, that's so that's so dope, man. You know, I know my my co-host and I, we unfortunately didn't get to, to get the chance to go to HBCU. And that's one of the regrets I have. You know, I can't imagine having professors that look like me mm-hmm. teaching me about me, you know, in my yeah. my history. So that, that has to be so awesome, man. Most so, um, you know, getting back into a little football talk at the rest in your first year, you show out that, that following season. Kevin Elliott is the main reason why FAMU is still in the game. Two touchdowns, put one 75-yarder in the first quarter has made this thing interesting. Right now, FAMU mounted a comeback. Your first team, you know, all conference at wide receiver. But I also saw you were a beast on special teams, dog. And that's mm-hmm. rare for kind of a starting wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you wanted to do with an eye to the future? Or was that something your coaches had to convince you to do? Well, I'll be honest with you, I was mm-hmm. always a defensive player. I always had a defensive oh, mind. Okay. So when I first started football, Mighty Mice, you know, I was on the defensive side. I was the headhunter. So. Yeah. Wow. That kind of stuck with me. You know, I, I feel like that always gave me the upper advantage at receiver because there's not too many physical receivers that like hitting people. Nah. Yeah. So um, I really didn't know how much it helped me get to the NFL by me yeah. running down on kickoff and yeah. making those tackles. Wow. So, you know, that's the knowledge I give these young kids now. I don't care if you are a star. If you're mm-hmm. not getting drafted first or second round, you're going to mm-hmm. play special teams yeah. in the NFL. So you might as well pick one now and fall in love with it, right? Yep. Absolutely. Yep. So, and, and, and and these days, hell, the first round is even playing special yeah. teams. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. That's a great point. Great way point. to way to maximize yourself and stand on that the squad, man. So most definitely, yeah. that's the first thing they brought up to me. It's like, mm-hmm. man, we just seen you score a touchdown, and then you came back on kickoff and made a tackle. Dang, that's, that's the kind of guy we want. Yeah, yeah so. that's dope, man. So, kind of looking back, how did your track career go at FAM, and did you feel like you made the right decision on pursuing, you know, both football and track there? Man, I ain't gonna lie. That's probably some of the most fun I had traveling that year. Okay, but I I think I jumped the worst I've ever jumped. Uh, but, um, and I PR'd and actually I PR'd and triple jumped forty nine nine. Okay, oh, wow. But um, I was too heavy, man. I messed up my knee doing triple jump. So uh, you know, football put that weight on me. So yeah. at that point, I was like, Nah, I'm going to the NFL, bro. I ain't trying to go to the Olympics. Like I'm yeah. too heavy. I yeah. seen a guy just jump seven two on me. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't mess with that. Huh? Yeah, yeah, y'all got it, bro. Y'all yeah. got it. I'm nah. 190 pounds out here. Yeah, yeah. That's and I was gonna, and, and I was gonna ask you too. Like speaking of fam, bro, because I, I I know you mentioned special teams. I know that that first kickoff, the, you know, the crowd is crazy. Mm-hmm. What's the craziest game that you can remember? Or, you know, the most exciting game or. Most people that you know you played in front of that Ooh, family. Ooh, <laughs> man. Our first homecoming, Norfolk. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about we just packed out the whole stadium homecoming. Mm-hmm. Packed right. out the whole, it's people on the gate, it's people on the hills, <laughs> everywhere. Bragg was jumping that night, huh? Bragg, listen, Bragg was jumping, bro. And the DJ told us that every touchdown we score, we got a Henny bottle. Man, <laughs> man, me and Curtis Pulley went crazy, man. Listen, <laughs> we went straight to the club and hung out. But yeah, that was oh, that was probably man. one of the best nights because we really sat there and said what we was gonna do the night before, yeah. and we went out and did it. So that was real memorable. And yeah. um, every every Orlando classic too. Man. Yeah, I'm like, about to say, man. Uh, coming yeah, home, actually, coming back to the crib, bro. Yeah, that's the second homecoming for me. You know, yeah. so. It was it was dope. Yeah, definitely. man. That's what's up, man. Yeah, y'all y'all definitely done, uh, upset BCU a few times, man. Mm-hmm. Right there, season. Got, I got my ring. Got my yes, ring. Yes, uh, yes, sir. <laughs> and and yes, I, sir. I was gonna say it was sold out around that time, wasn't it too? Mm-hmm. Time, oh yeah. Playing, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, we yeah. was the first. We was the first HBCU to bring College Game Day to a campus. Oh wow! Oh damn! What so, game was that for? We played Hampton. They didn't play the game on TV, but okay. they. 
uh, Lee Corso put the Rattler head on. Oh, on that's Sam dope. Panther. Damn, yeah. I don't know why I don't remember that. That's dope. Yeah, we was the first ones to do that. All right. So let's kind of jump into your pro career a little bit, man. You take part in Pro Day FM. You um, leading up to that. Just kind of give us the details on what your training process was like. Like, you know, who did you work out with, where, when, that type of stuff. Yeah, so uh, coming out, I actually left a semester early. Um, oh. Once I got my uh, <laughs> my little my little net check, All right. yeah. I went straight down south to uh, Bomberito's sports performance. You okay. know, he was supposed to be the best guy for the forty yard dash, right. and turns out, you know, it was worth it. He got me down from a four seven to a four four six. Ooh, um, shit! Me and my brother Brian Thames, man, we worked our ass off, bro. We went to four different. We did. Five pro days total. So we did FIU's pro day because we okay. knew T.Y. Hilton was going to be there and all uh, the scouts were going to be there. Yeah. He ended up pulling his hamstring. It turned into Tim's and Elliot show. All right. So, you know, after that, we did the the scouting combine and then we made it to the super regional combine in Detroit. So that's three. Okay. And then we had, um, and then we had FAMU's pro day. So four, right? Yeah. So from what we did and all that, we brought, 28 scouts back to FAMU that year. Damn, that's dope, man. So, you Just know, get other, was, other um, guys' looks. Yeah, you get what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. you know, they was they was kind of shocked to see us out there, especially at that FIU camp. We was blazing. We was running. So, yeah. Um, it was just a dope, long, long process, bro. Lots of work, lots of long nights, sleepless nights, man. But, yeah. you know, it all paid off in the end, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, Kevin, I, I was going to ask you, too, like, just to give, you know, some of the younger listeners advice, because I know you mentioned a 4.7 to a 4.4. What are some things that you just kind of remember that stood out to you that you think helped you get to that 4.4 mark? Yeah, great question. It's really technique, man. You know, when it comes to the 40, which I, I'm still not a fan of the 40, because mm-hmm. you could run a faster 40 than me, but that don't mean you could guard me or yeah, you run right. better routes than me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm right. saying? So, mm-hmm. But when it comes to that, you know, you really got to hone in on the detail. You can't waste any seconds from when you when you lift that arm up to go. Mm-hmm. Everything has to be going forward, you know, and I feel like Bomberito really broke that down. And not only did we do the work, at Bomberitos, you know, me and my brother Deontay Thompson, we was in a hotel sitting in our stands, our 40 stands, you know, after practice, you know, oh, doing that extra work. Yeah. So, you know, once you get comfortable in that 40 stands, you'll be able to jump out it, you know, like you're supposed to with the explosion you're supposed to. Yeah. So, you know, I would just tell them, you know, once you find the coach and he's whatever he's teaching you, you got to hone in on the small things, you know, there's the little things that get you the big results. Right, right. Um, as far as like a timeline on that, I know you said it was after. Was that like around January to the springtime exactly? Yep, yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Dang, that's so amazing. leaving college and going to the pros is going to be the longest year of your life because you mm. just got through playing a twelve-game season. Yep. And you got to train for the combine, mm-hmm. and then if you get picked up, you got rookie mini camp, then OTA mm-hmm. training camp, then the season, and then you finally get an off-season after your first NFL season. I wow. never thought about so, that. Maybe, yeah, uh, so it's true. a real grind, bro. It's Word. a real grind. Uh, kind of tell us about, you know, you could be honest with us, dog. What's kind of the nerves like that night before that pro day? Because that's like the biggest job interview you're ever going to have. Man, <laughs> I, did, <laughs> I did so much to get my mind off it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, I was I was confident in the way I prepared. All right. So, you know, it was more more for me. It was just... Let's hurry up and get this shit going. Yeah, right. no doubt, no doubt. Because <laughs> I, I felt like at that point I couldn't put in no more work. I just had to go out there and perform. Yeah, and, uh, you know it spoke for itself that day. We had a pretty yeah. good day. I mean, yeah, I would say, bro, you uh, the Jaguars, you know, come through, pick you up, and they also pick or the Forty ers pick up your guy Tim's, your mm-hmm. the other wide receiver. Hold on, we're gonna take a quick break. Be right back. You come into camp with the Jaguars as an unrestricted free agent or undrafted free agent. Tell us what the experience is like for an undrafted free agent in camp in the preseason games. You at the bottom of the barrel, boy. Yeah. You at the bottom of the barrel, boy. You got to earn your jersey. So when I first, when you see these guys, now they change the number rules. But back in the day, Mm-hmm. If you had a single digit number, yeah. you was on the bubble. You could get uh, cut any day. Yeah. So, you know, 
after rookie minicamp, they moved me to number 87. So I knew I was doing something right. right? You know what I'm saying? But man, that undrafted, bro, I'm talking about you have to do something every day to make them say, we got to keep this guy. That's okay. the simplest way I could put it. You yeah. got to compete. You got to be on. You got to be first in line. You got to be in the front of the meeting room taking notes. You got to do everything extra because, you know, you're the undrafted guy. Mm-hmm. And, gotcha. and if you really think about it, I'm coming in to take this guy's spot. I'm coming in to take food out this man's, you know what I'm saying, out this man's yeah. hand. That's how you got to so look at it. You got to come in with that mindset, bro. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, once I, I just told my agent, I don't want no money for you, but I just want to get my foot in the door. Just get me in training camp and I'll do the rest. Oh, I like that mindset, dog. And once I got in, man, I did everything I could. I was on every special teams. Yeah. Um, and once you get the special teams coach to fall in love with you, they're usually the assistant head coach. Special teams coaches are. Oh, so gotcha. Once you get the special teams coach to fall in love with you, you're going to be good, you know? Ooh, that's uh, a gym the right part. there. For yeah, real. Y'all definitely. better be listening. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely. a gym. I was going to say, um, even, I guess, you know, rewinding a little bit, the what's kind of the process like as far as the Jaguars reaching out to you? Was there other teams reaching out to you saying, "Hey, can mm-hmm. we get you in camp?" And then what made you, you know, say, "You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna select the Jaguars." Yeah, so I had Carolina Panthers and I had the Philadelphia Eagles call okay. me right after the draft, mm-hmm. and um, you know, Jacksonville had came and took me to lunch the day before the draft started. Okay, so I had I already kind of had a relationship with the GM there. He took right. me and my wife, my wife now, we, he took both of us to lunch. Okay. And um, Jacksonville was just made sense to me. Um, They didn't have no, really no receivers. I felt like I could go over there and play. They drafted okay. Justin Blackman. Yeah. And they brought yeah. a bunch of other guys over. And I felt like, you know, I could come over, I could go over there and I could compete more, you know, and right. get on the, get on the field faster. Not, not to mention it's an hour and 30 from Orlando, yeah. Orlando and yeah. it's an hour and 30 to Tallahassee. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. it really made sense. It really, mm-hmm. and so um, that was ultimately my decision why, why I chose Jacksonville. What's that lunch like with the GM? Like, what what type of questions is he asking? Are you interviewing him? He's interviewing you. What's that like? He's basically interviewing me. You know, it's, okay. a, it's, a, it's a character meeting. Oh, they okay. want to get the, they 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 see you. They talk to your coaches. Now they want to see you in person and ask you questions. You know, okay. Then. Um, the guys they invest their money in you, right? So they want to make sure they get in the, the type of guy that they want on their team, right? Right. <clears throat> so those are more character uh, meetings. You know, just to they might butter you up a little bit. They told me they was going to draft me in the seventh seventh round. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew that was a stretch. But, yeah. You know, they they'll they'll do that kind of stuff. You know, just to get you to lean towards them. Ah, I got gotcha. you. Okay. Go ahead, Pell, my fault. Oh no, I was gonna ask him like what was that um that that moment that you remember in camp that just that stands out now to this day? If it was a play or you made a move mm-hmm. on somebody, just what what was that moment? <laughs> First day of pads. Uh, yeah. <laughs> block uh blocking drill. One of the one of the veteran DBs popped up. Mm-hmm. And I, I pancaked his ass. He got, and he got mad and tried to swing on me. And I slammed him to the ground. And oh, he went fucking off. Shoulder pads. <laughs> and after that day, my receiver coach came to me. He was like, listen. He said, that's how you not let them boys, you know, bitch you out like that. Yeah. He, said, he yeah. said, now watch them now watch them have respect for you for the rest of this camp. And, you know, sure enough, right after that practice, the, the OG came up to me. We shook hands. And. You know that from that moment on, I said, "Oh yeah, I'm good." Well, you know, so I I know I could compete. Yeah. Um, and then you know, in that same day, that same breath, I had caught the game winning. Um, it was the last play of the of the of the team period, and they threw me a fade, and I bombed his ass again. So Ooh. you know, it was oh the same the, the same dude. Yeah. Same oh dude. man, so, <laughs> that was the icing on the cake. That was the icing on the cake right there. Oh man. But so, uh, you know, I've never been short of confidence. Um, yeah. really, really for me, it was just settling down. You know, my right. first, I've never even been to an NFL game before I played in the NFL. Oh, yeah, wow. dang. Okay. So, so you, you ball out in the preseason, bro, and you make the final 53-man roster. What's that feeling like, and how did you celebrate that? Man, dream come true. Yeah. <laughs> dream come true. Yeah, you know, man. that the, the day of that cut, the if you don't get a call, it's mm-hmm. a good thing. Oh, right, so, right. 
everybody's calling my phone to see if I made the team, right? Oh. So, <laughs> I was, so you nervous the whole time? Yeah, I'm nervous. Like, like, get off my phone. Calling. Yeah, please stop calling me. But I can't put it on silent just in case. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, but I was, um, me and my wife right now, we was um, swimming in the pool at the hotel, mm-hmm. um, went out to eat, you know, just doing everything to keep my mind off it. But yeah. Once it got to 8.30 p.m., you kind of knew you was on the team, but Ooh. I still didn't trust it. Yeah. <laughs> I waited till they tweeted something or released the roster. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, once it was official, man, it was a blessing. I couldn't, I, I cried. You know, yeah, I, did man, I like it. Well bro. deserved, yeah, bro. For real, bro. Most definitely. Most definitely. I mean, I go back to Pop Warner, all that build up for that yeah. moment, man. All that. Everything. Everything. Yeah. So what did, what did Kevin Elliott do to celebrate? Kevin, man, I went um I went back to home to Orlando. Right. We um we had a little party at the neighborhood center I grew up in, Inglewood Neighborhood Center. Okay. Okay. Um my the community came out, showed love, you know. Um it was a great time. I still remember I got the pictures to this day, you know, it feel like it was so long ago. <laughs> but um it was just a great day, you know. It feel like I you know, I was the first to do it, so now I'm trying to get another one. Man, man, I love you know, this mindset, bro. That's what I'm talking too. about. Yeah, that's man, how you now respect. we got now we got Curtis Riley. He's yeah. six years in the league now. Yeah, you know, so yeah. He came out the East as well. So yep. you know, we just gonna keep that going. We are gonna that's keep it. It trickling down. That's right, man. Hey, sp- speaking of Curtis Riley, um, he plays for. Um... He just went to Tampa, man. He just tore his Achilles. Mm. Oh, gotcha. You know what's man, crazy? I think, if I'm not mistaken, it's the same Curtis. Uh, he, he played at Mars Hill for a little bit, didn't he? Um, College? Yeah. Yeah, no. junior college. Junior college, yeah, he did. Okay. Okay, he okay. Went to, and then he, he went to junior college and went to Fresno. Okay, then. He did bet. go to Fresno. Okay, okay bet, yeah, bet. Bet. Yeah. So, Kevin, uh, December 9th, 2012, your first career starting in the NFL. On it, like what we've seen last week and so far this week. What are the nerves like? Did you sleep much the night before? <laughs> I did. I didn't. I did. I did, but I didn't. Okay. Uh, I kept waking up, making sure I wasn't late. You know, yeah. I was get there at a certain time and the jitters are going, you know, yeah. they give you, it's crazy. As soon as you get, as soon as that first start come, I had a Nike deal come to me. I got Ooh, new cleats, what? new gloves, new cleats, new gloves, all sitting in my locker, bro. Yeah. So I'm like, damn, that's the difference. Okay, that makes sense <laughs> now. Yeah. But um, I had a pretty good game, man. I had mm-hmm. this 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 one drop that haunts me to this day. Damn. Um, a drag route. I yeah. probably would have scored on that motherfucker, but wow, yeah. Um, yeah. you know. <laughs> You know, I was still, yeah, these are learning experiences. Exactly. I, I, I felt like I had to be the one to go through this. So, right. you know, I could I could tell y'all, to, you know, how to do it the right way. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It was overall a great day, man. Great experience. That's dope, man. Take us to like a like a game day for the NFL, you know what I mean? From the, the NFL locker room for pregame, like your routine, the coaches and players, like what are they doing for the most part? You know, what time you get into the stadium, that type of stuff. Yeah, so if it's a late game, which I mm-hmm. hate, you know, we pretty much got to wait all day, all show day. two hours before the game. Mm. Um, if that's the case, you know, I'll, I'll eat me a nice breakfast. Um, okay. Go over the playbook again. Um, mm. And then I'll approach, the, I'll approach the stadium probably about three hours early because I like to get in a hot tub and get okay. my legs warm. I like to get a little massage, get my <laughs> – my, I had a whole routine, you know. I used to get my hips adjusted and all that stuff. Okay. Um, okay. Um, I I think I was still spatting up back then, but you uh, know, just overall, they got they got a whole bunch of trainers in there that day that's working for us. So whatever we need, you got. If it. We need to be stretched, you know. We got it right. So yeah. And then once we once we go through that, um, I'll go for an early early warm up like mm-hmm. before the team goes out there. Okay. And that's when you see Odell out there doing those crazy one-hand catches. And oh, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, yeah. So, now, are you um, putting in – you working up a full sweat doing this, or is it kind of light? Yeah, I'm trying to sweat. I'm okay. trying to sweat because I'm trying to make sure, you know, I got the right cleats on. You know? Okay, I got you. And then, um, you know, you get that sweat in right then, and you feel something you don't like, you go back inside and get it worked on before uh, the team comes out. Good point. Gotcha. So, that's usually the routine. Then once – I usually go out there with the returners, even though I never return. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. – 
you know, they usually get the best pitchers and stuff in the, in the free game. <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, – Smart. Yeah, yeah. So, I used to I used to catch the punts and stuff. It worked on me tracking the ball in the air as well. So. Oh, yeah, um, true. And then, you know, once everybody come out, it's go time. You know, yeah. we, we got the little the little pregame things we do, the stretching. It's mm-hmm. not even a stretch at that point. I'm loose. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm, I'm just up listening to the music, hanging out. So, you know, that was yeah. um that's pretty much the daily routine. You know, everybody has their different. I've seen people be knocked out sleep right before we go out. Dang, <laughs> I yeah. could do it, bro. I think I'd Some, be too too hyped. One hundred percent. Some yeah. people, you know, read books, and you yeah. know, I don't see it at all. So yeah, how intense is like a play in the NFL? <laughs> I don't think people quite understand. Yeah, they, they, they don't. They it don't. looks different on TV. Yeah. You know what it's I mean? It's violent, boy. It's violent. Yeah. I've never seen grown men this big running this fast. So when they say we can't waste line, we can't waste time at the line of scrimmage. You really can't. Yeah. These guys coming off the ball so fast, and they getting paid millions of dollars to sack our quarterback. Right, right. You know, so that was the adjustment for me, man. Just um, getting where I need to be, mm-hmm. and um, and I swear to God, bro, uh, Julius Peppers. I swear he was offsides, bro, but he wasn't. <laughs> he that fast off the ball. <laughs> yeah, he was that, that fast, fast off the ball, bro. That <laughs> fast off the ball, bro. But you know, once them, once them moving, you you got to be moving fast if you yeah. if you're. You know, if you mess up and you're going slow, you're gonna get your you're gonna get knocked out. Word, yeah. word. But if you mess up and you're moving full speed, you you'll be able to blend in. You know, with the chaos out there. <laughs> with the well, chaos. I, okay, I was gonna ask you, what's the most, I guess, violent hit that you actually seen in person, like in an NFL game? Oh man. I know it's Shoot. a lot of them. It might have been me. It might have been me. <laughs> no. Um, Bart, what's his name? Bart. Bart, Bart Scott. Jones. Bart Scott for the freaking uh, Jets. Linebacker. Yeah. Boy, I'm running down. I got the I got the returner lined up. I'm about uh, to I'm about to leave my feet. And, you know, <laughs> I just hear woo. <laughs> and it's the crowd saying woo. Oh, I don't no. even feel I don't even feel the hit yet. So oh, I get up. Man. I get up, trainers immediately come take my helmet and make me go through a concussion protocol. So, yeah, it was, it you was knew pretty it was bad. bad. So you, yeah, that, was, that had to be a fun film session the next day. Yeah, yeah. That was my welcome <laughs> to the NFL mode. Okay, was, then. Okay. Yeah, that, was, that was question was definitely on the docket. So, you know, after your time with Jacksonville, you move on and sign with the Buffalo Bills and you're playing well, but you tear your ACL during preseason. Was that kind of your first major injury and what was the rehab process like? Yeah, that was my first major injury. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that one hurt. That was probably the best camp I had mm-hmm. as a pro mm-hmm. that year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the best group of receivers I've been around. Luckily, I had Coach Ike Hillier as my coach. Oh, the former coach. Gator. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I was staying with Stevie Johnson at the time. Oh, yeah. Okay. So listen, Stevie changed my game completely. Those two there, you know, right he um they really slowed the game down for me. Uh, and I was becoming like that was literally my best camp. I was coming into my prime. I could feel it. Damn. But you know, everything happened for a reason. For sure. Um, I tore my ACL on kickoff. Mm-hmm. No no contact um oh, versus the Vikings. Okay. Yeah, I just planted. And then it just popped. But um, you know, after that, they 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 let me get my surgery down here in Miami. Okay. Dr. Kaplan, and um, mm-hmm. I rehabbed that Barmerito. So basically, I got I, oh. I was able to run after six months, easy. Damn. Wow. Adrian easy. Peterson come back. <laughs> right. But but I didn't have my swagger back uh. for like a whole year and a half. Like it Don't took me mean. to get, you know what I'm saying? It took me to get that trust back in my leg that I could yeah. plant like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's it, that's the mental part that, you know, a lot of people skip over. You know, mm. you feel good, but Facts. when you yeah. get on that field and you yeah. gotta you gotta make that plant without thinking about it, right. you know. So that was the that was probably the biggest transition for me. And then, okay. you know, I ended up not making the team that mm. camp. Mm-hmm. My knee has swole back up on me, you know. And I wasn't performing to my to how I was supposed to play. Yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I could admit that. So yeah, um, what the blessing was, I went to the FXFL, which is an experimental league. Right, it really was experimental, literally, bro. Oh yeah, why, why, why you say that? Why yeah, you say that? 
Man, it was so unorganized. They still owe me eighteen hundred dollars, bro. Come no, on, bro. Come what? on, man. Come on. Ghetto operations, though. I ain't even play the last game. I held out. I said, hell no. Uh, man, it was that up. bad, bro. It was that bad. Bro. This was like was in New bad. York, right? The New York area. Yeah, bro. They yeah. had a stand in Staten Island, first of all. Oh Lord. In the smallest hotel you could think of. Of course. But um, you know, but that time right there allowed me to get my swag, my soft oh, back. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. then CFL came through and swooped up a lot of those guys in that in that league. Mm, and okay. that's why when I went to Canada that first year, I went crazy. Yeah, I was, say you snapped. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was ready. I was ready to go. You yeah. Know? I was I felt like I was back. You okay. Know what I'm so How was it adjusting? Because you that was your first season with the Toronto Argonauts. So how was it adjusting to the CFL games? It's a little different than what we're used to in the States. And then just how was it living in Canada? Man, the <laughs> the game is a lot faster. You do yeah. not need you do not. I was like 220 when I went up there. Okay. I dropped all that weight. You I dropped all it. that weight. I ain't need it. Okay. You know, you get you got to be able to run all day at receiver. So. Oh, okay. But it's as a receiver, and I'm from Florida, and the way I play, uh-huh. it was cheating. It was cheating because we got a head start. Oh, that's right. You could do that weird motion. Yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah. It's called yeah. a waggle. Okay. So once I got that, and I paired it with the releases that I learned from Stevie, and you know the the game that Ike Hilliard gave me, I yeah. put all that together. It's a wrap. And <laughs> it was over with, man. Cooking sessions. <laughs> Yeah, and <laughs> that was probably the most fun I had since college, you know, that Man. first year in Toronto. That's why I stayed up there for six years. Yeah, but yeah. The Canadian way of life, man, the food is amazing. The okay. people are nice. Everybody yeah. treats each other like humans. Yeah. Um, and it's just all they love their Canadian football. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, if it was a little bit warmer, I wouldn't have moved. I stayed in Toronto for two winters. I had my son up there and everything. He's a oh. dual citizen. Oh, okay. Dope. Oh, okay. Dope. So, you know, he could always go back. He could do the Canadian Olympics. He could do all that stuff. Yeah. So, um, That's dope. I would advise everybody go to Canada and have a baby. Everything was free. <laughs> only thing oh, I paid right. for. Only thing I paid for was to get them circumcised. Everything else was free. Damn. That's a win. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, universal health care is no joke there, man. No joke. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's just too cold for my blood up there. But everything I else, I, I love Canada, absolutely. The six was good to you, huh? Man, listen, nah. just imagine a clean New York City. Damn, dog. Wow. With still every culture of food that you could eat, still every culture that you could think of in yeah. one nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, that's dope, bro. And I know the West Indies is pretty heavy up there, but it sounds like well, everything yeah. is. So Everything is. You'll be yeah. surprised how many Jamaicans and Africans is up there. Every yeah. corner of um, Canada. Damn, man. That sounds beautiful, dog. So like you mentioned, you play, you know, a few seasons up in Canada, and then you officially hang up the cleats. Um, kind of talk about, like, what's your transition out of football like, and, you know, how are you mentally and physically coming out of the game? It's a work in progress every day. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I'm, I'm tapping into my NFL perks. They get, um, they're going to be paying for my school all the way up to my doctorate. Ooh, um, sweet. So I can keep going back to that. They also yeah. give up to $5,000 on a trade scale per year. Okay. So, uh-huh. you know, I'm just tapping into all my resources right now. There you um, go. I'm, I'm coaching at Wellington High School with oh. my with my high school teammate Daniel Mendoza. Five six one. Okay. Yeah, he he's the head coach over at Wellington. So, um, you know, as soon as I retired, he called. He was blowing my phone. <laughs> I, <really know. laughs> yeah, so. I need you. I need yeah. you. So, um, yeah, I'll be coaching this year, and you know, full time daddy mode. My son starts school August sixteenth, so yeah. I want to be there. I would have been missing too much stuff, man. That yeah, was ultimately man. my decision to retire. I would have been missing my son's first day of school. I would have missed another birthday. Right. And, you know, with COVID, I wouldn't really trust in Canada up there, bro. I oh, mean, getting stuck up there. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a good it point. Was just, yeah, it was perfect timing, man. It was mm-hmm. perfect timing for me. Yeah. So, so the sequel, man, your son, 
He's uh, he's like we got a little athlete coming up. <laughs> Most definitely, he yeah. is a a soccer fanatic right okay, now. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna keep him on that soccer field, basketball, sure. baseball, absolutely, as long as I can, absolutely. As long as I can. <laughs> the contract's a little different over there. <laughs> you feel me? You know, so and you know, I was I was my own agent in Canada. Oh, okay. Then. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I know about the contracts, about football yeah, contracts, bro. It's terrible, bro. Yeah. Um, Damn. We're gonna we're gonna try to avoid that route as much as possible. I feel you. That's hella impressive though, Kevin. How was it like getting yeah. down to the details and nitty gritty of them contracts, oh, man? Right. <laughs> now, I was basically forced into that. So the okay. year my wife told me she was pregnant, mm-hmm. we had just moved to Toronto. Okay. And my agent at the time was telling me that no team wanted to pick me up. Mm. Um and that I sh- I should retire. So, you know, at that point, um, I fired him on the nah, spot. Right. <laughs> yep, for sure. Because you know, they work you know, for I, you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And you know, I built I built relationships up with you know pretty much every OG on the team in uh, Canada. All right. So they sent me the the their GM's number, and I reached out to every GM myself, and mm. I ended up signing with the BC Lions that year. No okay. And then playing, and then playing four more years after that. So that's Man. impressive, Kevin. That's impressive. Right, right. It, dog. I appreciate it, but yeah. you know, at that time, that's the last thing I'm trying to hear. What? Yeah. My wife is pregnant. <laughs> right, bro. I know I got yeah, some more so, years left. Yeah, y'all tripping. You tripping. I'll do this myself. My Great man. Choice. Great yeah, choice. Bro, I'm glad yeah. you did what you did. Yes, yeah, sir. man. It's, it's all in the experience, man. No doubt. So, uh, Chappelle, do you have any more questions before we get in the quick hitters, man? I'm ready for these quick hitters, man. Uh-oh. Here, uh, we, go. Here we go. <laughs> I shot him your way, man. Kick. Our quick hitter segment today is brought to you by Jarrell McCoy, your Central Florida realtor. For most people, a home is the largest asset that they will ever own in their lifetime. When getting to the real estate market, you should have an expert by your side to help you avoid the numerous pitfalls that a real estate transaction can have. Regardless of what side of the transaction you're on, Darrell McCoy and his team have proven winning strategies to assist you with all of your real estate needs. So if there's a home you want to buy or sell, just pick up your phone and call Darrell. Call or text 407-234-0923 for your free, no obligation consultation. Again, that's 407-234-0923. Jarrell McCoy, your Central Florida Realtor. So, All right. So, Kevin, you know, first thing that come to mind, uh, we're going to go back and forth. It's kind of like a little game, question game that we play with every uh, athlete that comes on the show. So, okay, just have fun with it, all right? All right. All right. What's and the all these questions are based on your high school experience, by the way. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. All right. So, uh, what's the most talented teammate you've ever had? Cedric Griffin. Cornerback. Cornerback, running back, quarter yeah. receiver, quarterback, okay. everything. You want to play. Okay. Everything. <laughs> all right. Um. So besides wide receiver, we know you played everything at, you know, Colonial, every position. What was your favorite position to play? Quarterback, because I got the ball in my hands every play. Yeah. I like it. I like it. All right. Hey, look, now, you know, me, G, any athlete that's going into a game, you know you got that game time music. What you turning on before the game, man? Ooh, back then? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ooh, it had to be that boosty set of Oh, yeah, I know, man. I still get my <laughs> soul up. Yeah, right now. Yes, right sir. Now. <laughs> I like that one. Yes, sir. All right, man. So, you know, your, your hooping career was actually pretty good, too. Give me four hoopers from our era in Orlando that you would take with you to any open gym. Okay. Um, any high school, too, right? Yeah, any high school. We'd rather be um, not anybody you played with, though. And play with? Not oh, no, man. someone you didn't play with. Okay, so okay. Yeah, yeah. Um Chris Warren from Dr. Phillips. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um freaking Nick Calathus. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That boy was tough. You remember was. him? Yeah. yeah. A lot of a lot of people then, a lot of people underestimated, bro. Yeah, and <laughs> then what's tall, bro, from the from Jones? I think Josh was his last name. Josh, um, what's his first name? Jarvis Williams. Or? Jarvis Williams. Yeah. Jarvis Williams. Yeah. yeah. And then um I need I need what's his name to come with me too? Uh Rivers. I need Rivers to come Which with me. Which one? Jeremiah or right. the old the, the older uh, one? Yeah, the older one. Boy, I have to look at him. 
The one that went to Georgetown? Uh, or the young one that's nah, NBA? No, nah, actually, yeah, he's not. He's, he's he's younger than me. I watched him play my little brother. That's the okay. one I'm talking about. The, okay, the one that's in the league, league now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if we can find five that can compete with that, pal. <laughs> For real. <laughs> I'm taking, I'm, I'm, and I'm taking Keith. Keith Clan right out of right out the old. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. Went to UCF. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's hell of a squad right there, bro. Yes, sir. <laughs> Um. Now, who were some of the guys uh, from the area that pushed you in the high school triple jump that you would say, like, really gave you, like, a – I know they couldn't beat you, obviously, but – Yeah, and high jump push. and triple jump. Yeah, both. Man, high jump, man. My guy, Mike Edwards, he's an international superstar right now. He high jumped professionally for Nigeria. Oh, um, damn. What high school yeah, did He went to Point Siena and then ended oh. up going to Alabama. Okay. Oh, Super wow. athlete, man. Doing yeah. he's doing great for himself. I'm happy for him. Um, That's love. Chris Warren, who played at Dr. Phillips, he was a great high jumper as well. He oh. was. Yes, he was. I didn't even know that. Um, I just knew about my guy. My guy, Brian Timms, was at States with us that year as well. But oh, yeah? I didn't, well, he went yeah, to high school, even, uh, He went to Dillard in Fort Lauderdale. Oh, down, down south. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, triple jump. I don't remember their names, but they was all from Evans, okay? <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> them boys had hops, man. Listen, yeah. Boy, listen, so every time I seen them boys go up, you know, I already knew I had to bring my A game. Right. <laughs> uh So when you played, um, you know, what wide receiver – from your class did you always kind of follow and check for whether it was his stats or his recruiting? You know, if someone from the um, area. Um, unfortunately, it was Greg Little, and I turned out to be better than him anyways. But uh, um, Greg Little was the hype at that time. You know, he was the number one receiver in yeah. the nation, getting yeah. recruited. He went so, to North Carolina, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, uh, Lorenzo Edwards from our town. You know, yep. they hyped him yeah. up as yeah. well. Yeah, from Edgewater. And then, so, you know, that's another testimony I tell these kids. Don't believe that hype, bro. Cause yeah, them stars don't mean so, nothing once you get yeah, in college. Yeah, that don't mean nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of these guys don't even uh, sniff an NFL check. That's but, real. you know, in high school, they had all the accolades. So, right. which one do you want? You yeah. want high school accolades <laughs> or you want that check? Exactly. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> and I, I was going to ask, who is uh, someone that you played against that you felt that was underrated or wasn't getting that? That I noticed that they you think they should have that I played against. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, on my team specifically, or just or, anybody. Yeah, or just like anybody you played against, you know, or, or that man, you saw like around the area. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot, bro. Like, like I said, Cedric Griffin was probably the best athlete I've seen. If anybody should have went to college and went to the league, you know, he should have went. It was um, like that, man. Yeah, he was what like you think that, it was um, that kind of held him back? Right. You know, life decisions, man. Oh, I got you. Um, okay. Yeah. I so, wasn't sure if it was some Yeah, you know, everybody's story, everybody's story is different. For sure, for sure. But, um, you know, then that's just one of the – it's a million stories like that. We Absolutely. can go to the hood right. and, yeah. and, and make a Pro Bowl team right now. <laughs> Boy, oh, look at him. <laughs> he just said a mouthful, bro. So, <laughs> You know, um, whole I know Bowls, show Cedric, yeah. um, uh, Daniel Mendoza. He was a great athlete. Okay. Um, oh, man. Who else? Underrated, man. Colson Marsh, my freaking fullback. All he right. was a bulldozer. Yeah. Uh, Alvis Graham, linebacker. Right. Man, Marcus Myers. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it was, it was, you know, and those guys are overall good guys as well. So, you yeah. know, they would have – back then was a tricky time. You know, you, if you wasn't on max preps, you wasn't getting recruited. That's it, right? man. Yes, sir. I remember <laughs> that. It. I remember. Oh, you, you know, a lot of people got swept under the rug, man. It's mm-hmm. a little easier nowadays. Yep. That's real, bro. So, we're going to take out one more question, man. Top three players you played against in football specifically. Mm, played against. <sighs> Top three. I'll have to say top three. I have to say <laughs> Stefan Gilmore. Oh, my fault. It's high school. <laughs> oh, high school. Okay. Yeah. Okay. My yeah. Bad. My bad. Yeah. Right. I know the league would be hard. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> um, what was his name from Edgewater? He went on to go into he went to a big college as well. What Number position? 28. 
cornerback. Um, short black dude. He ran oh, the hurdles as well. Don't miss. I might have been. Okay. But I remember he was quick. He he gave me a lot of trouble. Lorenzo okay. Edwards gave me a lot of trouble. Yeah. Because he was always everywhere. Yeah. And then um, I also played against um, uh, Haggerty. Okay. Remember that school Haggerty? Yeah. They always, yeah. They, they, yeah, they always kept some athletes over yeah. there. I can't remember the name, but. You know, when it came to me, man, I ain't really see nobody. I nah, was on my right. Ocho Senko shit. I, was like, <laughs> I, I ain't think nobody could guard me at that point. You so. got to have that attitude to be a leader, yeah, man. Yeah. Yes, hey, man, Kevin, this has been a beautiful conversation, bro. Great vibes, for man. Real, we appreciate you, bro. This has been this has been great, man. Top to bottom, bro. No, no doubt. I appreciate y'all having me, man. Yeah, yes, sir. Appreciate you, bro, man. Um, is there anything you want to drop before you get off, man? Yeah, man, listen. Don't, y'all, ooh, what's Thunder? Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm sorry, y'all. It, it, it's Hurricane. Over here in <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I just want to tell so all the dreamers, bro, the dream don't work if you don't put no work behind it. Y'all get what I'm saying? Right. A lot of people want to take the elevator, man, but them stairs would pay more dividends than that elevator, all right? So just put in the work. Just put in the work to wherever you want to get to, and, it, and it'll work out. Kevin, look here, bro. I know the coaching thing will be fine, but if you get tired of them jits, man, you could do some motivational speaking, bro. For real. You smooth, bro. And you got you got some stuff to say, bro. I appreciate that. That's real talk. That's real talk, bro. I ain't just bullshitting with you, man. I appreciate that, bro. All right, my boy. Hey, man, we appreciate you, bro. Stay safe, man. Uh, good luck on the upcoming season. And uh, let us know when, when, you, when your son coming about, man, so we can keep an eye on him. All right, say less, man. Y'all keep doing your thing. I appreciate, appreciate you, brother. it, brother. All right, fam. Love. Take care, man. Love. That was class of 2007, Colonial High School football track standout, FAMU alum, and former NFLer Kevin Elliott. We appreciate his time, his vibe, and the gems that he shared with us today. Washed Up Boys, signing out. Thank you, thank you. It has been another episode of Washed Up Boys. It's your boy C. Rose. It's your boy KG. And we appreciate you tuning in. Make sure you follow, like, subscribe. Tell your mama, tell your brother, tell your cousin, tell your... Gee, I ain't forgetting nobody, right? You all good, my brother. Alright, man. So tune in next week. We're gonna have another crazy episode. And we are out. Peace!